That's, yeah. They're not, it's not breaking up. This isn't a breakup. This yeah. is a, I'm not feeling it. I'd like to see other people and maybe discontinue this, this. Into a friendship. Yeah. yeah. And just be honest about it. Today on the podcast, we're talking about breakups. This episode is coming out just after Valentine's Day, so there are some of you who could be freshly broken up with. Hopefully not. Ooh, um, who breaks up with someone on Valentine's Day? There's pressure. Day. There's pressure around the day, and that's when the cracks can mm -hmm. crack open, okay, right? Okay. Um, because there's usually some sort of expectation attached to Valentine's Day, right? Like, and that's when you can see mismatches and expectations and mismatches and energy and vibes. And what did one person do for the other versus like, is that it's sometimes a very visible mismatch in how much effort has been put into that, right? Totally. I think they have breakups around holidays, Hallmark or otherwise. Uh, it's a thing. It's the ultimate test of a situationship is... Are we going to do something for Valentine's Day? Yes. Or are you just a friend I'm dating? Yeah. Right. Um, so that beautiful voice you are hearing, we have our guest host back with us, Nick Rovers. Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited about this. You're like, episode on breakups. I'm there. Let's do yeah, it. Yeah, let's, let's do, do it. it. I'm here. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're going to get into the good, the bad. The awkward. I, I want to know, like, any any good breakup stories in the room? I'm putting you all on the spots. Is that too? Is it? Am I coming? Am I t coming too quick? No, there's good breakup stories. <laughs> I don't have any good ones. <laughs> uh, good for good for our listeners. Are ones that wouldn't require some backdrop or explanation. But I think what comes to mind for me are those breakups that. Don't stick those bends. Ooh. I like to call them bends. And on again, off again. Yeah, where or like it's it is a break, but then it doesn't last, and then you're together again, and those feel like they end up being the most volatile breakups. That probably reflects the volatility of the relationship to begin with, but and then they inevitably have to kind of explode. I think you mentioned an uh, a relationship like you had like that I, too before, where. <laughs> It was this thing where, like, it had to blow up. Oh yeah, because there's so much. There was so much pressure being put on it, right? That it—that's the only way it could break was in a dramatic way. Yes, I tried, but you on the spot. You put me on the <laughs> spot. What is this? The ball that's a right good host back. right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this, is, this isn't fair because Nick knows where all the bodies are buried. <laughs> okay, true. I say nothing. Yeah, that's a good friend right there. So that's interesting to me. I've never been in one of those like stress tests on again, off again. It's mm -hmm. just the breakup, it sticks and that's what it is. So it was an early relationship for me after coming out and I, there was just a lot of anxiety between us because it was new for me. She had been out a long time. I think that was a cause of concern for her. She wasn't sure if I should be like dating more, if I'd stick around and that kind of caused her some anxiety. And then on my side, I had no idea what my uh, attachment style was at the time too. Mm. And I feel like I, I, even if it didn't feel right, like I'd break up, but then be upset about that 
loss of the connection and then kind of want it back. Or I didn't have enough, I didn't have boundaries. So I'd kind of almost be talked back in Mm. to getting back together because I just couldn't stand by my own feelings. So that was, that particular one was the, was the most volatile one, I would say, where it was just, it didn't stick until it finally had to just end in a, in a fire, in fireworks, you know? Mm. I think it takes one person being a hundred percent done with it for it to stick. Even if the other isn't, they, it's still not going to get back together because one person is 100% done with the relationship. Yeah. And if two people are still maybe 10% in it or maybe that it's going to lead to confusion, it sounds like, that you mm. went to because it sounds like this other person might have still seen something great or beautiful in the friendship, whether it be relationship or not, and it leads to, okay, let's try it again or let's yeah. see if it's just a pause, not a break. And I probably also didn't understand that it was possible to still care for this person, but not mm. be in a relationship mm-hmm. with them. That was hard to balance at the time for me. I guess sometimes too, there can just be unfinished business. And because you're so used to being in partnership and working those things out with a person, you then have to figure out how you work them out with yourselves. And so sometimes it can be easy to go back and try and work it out through the person right? when you're not quite done yet. Mm-hmm. Um Do we think that like the, I don't know, I'm usually of the mind, even though I've, and and probably a result of having some start and stop relationships of, you probably broke up for a reason Mm -hmm. if it got to that. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's really true. But not to say that, I don't know. Can, can you get back together? Do you think? It really depends. It totally depends. And it depends on how much time goes by. Like if you're if it's a long time down the road maybe and you're actually grown up and like turned into kind of different people Mm -hmm. where you might be able to reconnect on a different level that might be different but if not enough time has gone by if there's fundamentally still things that Mm -hmm. are irreconcilable between you then it just seems like a recipe for for like disaster and toxicity yeah i think it comes down to how well you know that other person emotionally like how much you trust them as well because if this is someone you don't know that well and they give you these signals of, okay, I don't want to be in a relationship with you anymore, you got to take them at mm-hmm. their word. But if you know like their soul and you know that there's you, – you trust that when they say they're having second thoughts, they're coming from a positive place, right. not from a place of fear or loneliness. They're coming from like a maybe I made a mistake and I want to be vulnerable with you right. about that. Then, yeah, then maybe you could get back together. But I'm of the mind that if it if it ended, it ended for a reason, like Lauren said, and it's like it, it's for the best. Right. But like you said, if it's if it was a breakup in a reactive kind of way where it's like their own avoidance or their own panic or something, and then they come around to realize that that was not like a that that was a reaction rather than like a thoughtful, a thoughtful decision. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's I think it's normal or at least, you know, not uncommon <laughs> for after a breakup to have those rose-colored gra- glasses or think about all the good times. And mm-hmm. I, I've certainly been guilty of, you know, I, I think generally I'm pretty good of following my gut and my intuition. And like, no, I, if I know a relationship is wrong, I'm like, okay, this it's, I need to end this. But then I've also, you know, ended things and then been like, ooh, did I rush that? Yeah. Or like still had lots of emotions and feelings to to work out outside of it. That whole rose-colored glasses thing is such a trap. Like it's such a, mm-hmm. and but it's such a powerful thing because mm-hmm. there's something that happens where like there's a softening of all the, all the reality that made you break up in the first place. Mm-hmm. And 
it takes you back in time to those sweet things and those things that first brought you together or those things that were good. And it can be such a dangerous, like a dangerous thing to return to. Mm -hmm. When I feel like heartbreak is one of those things. Mm -hmm. You see a show, you see a movie, you see a friend out and you just, when you find out that that's what they're going through, you immediately have this, oh, I get it. Because we've all been there, whether it's to a large degree, to a small degree, whatever it is, we've felt that that breaking, that and whatever that means for us personally. But like, if we all we know what they're going through, that mix of emotions, that pain, that grief, that potentially confusing zone where you're where you're like unsure maybe, or you look back at the good times and that's also painful. Like, it's I feel like it's one of those things that we all kind of understand. I think it's the we can't do a good job of hiding that we're going through heartbreak or pain like that. So it's it's like the most easily recognizable one and it's the most genuine one. So when we mm. see it on someone else, you're like, oh, you can't even control how vulnerable you're being right now and yeah. you empathize with them for sure. Yeah. So it's, we've all been there. We all know it and we just want to help each other yeah. think, through it. Yeah. But yeah. I think a lot of good comes from breakups as well. Like looking back at all my relationships and how they ended, if it was me ending it or them ending it. And the, like with time, I look back and I'm like, oh, thank God. Like I couldn't imagine still being in that relationship. Yes. Mm -hmm. Like it, it, while I look back with the rose colored glasses and, and like, cause I'm just a, ever the optimist and I just love people. I want to see the good. I'll still do that. But from the relationship standpoint, I almost look at it as a separate entity mm. and I'll be like, that wasn't good for me though. And and that, that needed to end. And it, 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 well, it can even actually make you come back closer mm. that, because it ended. Whereas you kind of like, getting on their nerves, they're getting on your nerves. Yeah. And so it, it's just a natural progression for some relationships, I think, that is healthy as it's, well. It's such good learning ground too, oh, where you, you know, that. in relationships, you're often figuring out what works for you, who you are, how you show up. And even if a relationship wasn't a long-term, uh, you know, partnership doesn't mean it wasn't successful doesn't mean you didn't learn from it and doesn't mean there wasn't value and a lot of like beautiful connection to be had there there's so many lessons in breakups yeah. that's it doesn't take i feel like it doesn't take me too long to get to them like just uh, suddenly you can see it for what it was once you're not in it anymore mm -hmm. you can just see it more clearly and be like oh i see what i was doing mm -hmm. or i see what they were doing and it's just such a huge learning ground it really is like a gift in some ways um do you want to hear some listener breakup questions yeah. yeah all right hi dear queer i love this pod oh that's oh. fun thank you i am wondering how i am supposed to get over my ex the backstory here is that my ex is actually my sister's best friend oh. and i have to see her all the time when my sister and i hang out and I have to hear about her because my sister talks about her a lot, posts her on Instagram stories. And I just, I feel like I'm trying to take space to allow myself to heal and to forget about some of the pieces of our relationship that made me feel bad about myself. But I can't seem to escape the reality that she's in my life, whether I like it or not. This is a speed healing course. <laughs> or, this, or like an intense... Healing yeah. workshop. Even in the way the question was formed, it's like, oh, this person that's in it. Yes. They like mm. is do they go by she? I didn't remember how you said uh, who the caller is. Are they the listeners? No, she. the yeah. Okay. 
Um, so what? Yeah, if, I think for our listeners and stuff, we just try and use neutral pronouns if we're not sure. Sure. Um, <laughs> so they. This is one of those things where you can use like, let's say they check their sister's story and they see this person pop up and mm-hmm. they get a twang or a pang or a gut thing, whatever it is. That's your opportunity to say, to look bigger and be like, what is it about this? Like, it's not this person per se, but it's this feeling. Is it of abandonment? Is it of self-worth? What are those things that are that are being triggered mm-hmm. that you can work on on your own separately from that? Because that's, it's not really about that person. It's kind of a gift if you can it both is, be yeah. civil and like, if like, and be and actually yeah. occupy space together. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, it's more exposure maybe than they want. So that, but it's, if they can try and see it as like a healing or oh, healing workshop to be mm-hmm. like, okay, what is, what is the feeling I'm having here? And there's, there's no lot, there may be no logic to it, or there is no logic to it. If suddenly I feel unworthy or I'm comparing myself, that's something about that person that they have to resolve. Like mm-hmm. they're, themselves, I mean, that they mm-hmm. have to resolve. It's not about that other person. So it's, Connecting with that and saying, okay, well, what's the narrative? What's the story I'm telling myself when I see this person and I feel whatever? Oh, I'm telling myself I'm not worthy. I'm telling myself that, but that's not true. And just having that kind of ability to recognize what's actually going on and separate it from Mm -hmm. that person and make it your own kind of healing thing. Yeah. I think also remembering that they're in that awkward soup too. And maybe just bringing some levity to it of like, hey, we know this is weird. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's just we love we love this person. We had love for each other. Let's uh, you know just make the make make the best of it. Yeah. And if it's getting to the point where they're constantly checking their stories and seeing like it's it's being bombarded, but they're also indulging True. in checking it, mm-hmm. putting a break on that. Like I know time and space has been a really necessary thing for me and mm-hmm. some of my healing. So I think that this person can, yeah, you're going to see them around. I'm. I'm going through one of those things right now as well, but you're going to see them around, but you can also just downgrade them to a different level of closeness in your nucleus and just focus on yourself and your healing, but also sit with those feelings. Like you said, like when that pang or twang or whatever, sit with it and then like, okay, I felt it. Let's take a minute to deconstruct what I'm feeling right now Yeah, and do some good positive self-talk in that and realize that with time, it will get easier and you will, you will feel better about them in the life in your life and clearly your sister still sees the beauty in that person even if there is some pain involved and it's like just time will help you Mm -hmm. it will nice okay i have another listener question for us hi dear queer she her 20 something from toronto here i have been on four dates with this new person that i met on the apps and i'm just not feeling it what they have on offer isn't what i need in a potential partner so i know i need to end it I really want to end it via text because, to be honest, I just don't have the time or emotional bandwidth to call this person or schedule another date in time to end it with them. It's only been four dates, right? So is four dates too many to break up via text? How many dates is too many to break up via text? I, I think that it's this isn't a breakup. It's, it's dating. Mm-hmm. You're dating this person. And I think regardless of the way you do it, whether it be in person or text, just do it honestly doing kindly and with with empathy for this person and what they might feel. And if you truly feel that you want a friendship with them after, the sooner and the more honest, the better. Mm-hmm. So don't put, it sounds like you're putting a lot of pressure on yourself mm. um, and trying to get really ahead of, like, I don't have the time. It sounds like you're avoiding the, 
the band-aid aspect yeah. of it but again you're just dating like i yeah. think it's it's okay and if you're not feeling it be honest with all parties involved yeah that's that yeah i think you nailed it i totally agree do you have does anyone have any kind of breakup go-tos or best practices in the room i mean sometimes so especially if it's only been four dates well i don't know sometimes text feels more humane in the sense that mm. like on the one hand it's colder but on the other hand there's a humanity in it because there's going to be some emotional reaction that that person goes through and maybe they don't want to have to go through that in front of you yeah absolutely it, it might be the better thing to do it over text sometimes depending on what how the dates have been going yeah to yeah, to give them their space to sit with it and then let them think on their response if they exactly. want to respond. Mm -hmm. It doesn't always, I know we see that in the movies of like, they broke up with you over text. Like it's, <laughs> it, it can be a very much like, we do everything over text. We, yeah. It doesn't have to be. It's just the, the way you do it and yes. the heart you put into it yes. and the honesty. Absolutely. Ghosting is much worse. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I think it's a nice move. Yeah, agreed. Is there, yeah, so is there a finite or a set number of, you know, once you reach a certain number of dates? I mean, I think if you're in a relationship with a person. Yeah, it's yeah. a good distinction. Yeah. I have a really embarrassing breakup story I can share if you want. Tell yes, us. please. <laughs> Tell us immediately. Yeah, Nick probably already knows this. <laughs> but um, this, I broke up. We were in a relationship. We were dating. She was my girlfriend. And I was away, and she was staying in my place, watching my dog Brooklyn. And oh my gosh, I'm already I already feel yeah. bad about it because I hate that this is what happened. Right? Like I still feel yeah. I think guilt or shame or whatever. Mm -hmm. But we were we were just talking on Facetime, and over the course of being away, I had just like I got in my head. I was like, oh, like I deeply care for this person, but I don't think they're right for my life. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, once I have that thought, it's... Yeah. You just, there's forward. no going back. There's it's, no going back. Yeah. And so we're chatting on FaceTime and it just, like, the conversation they were asking, hey, what's going on? What's wrong? Or whatever. Like, it was all mm. over my face. I'm not someone who can, like, yeah. hide. Same. <laughs> You're genuine, for better yeah. or worse. Yeah. <laughs> You're <Better>. very genuine. <laughs> and it, like, kind of tumbled out of me and it literally, we broke up over FaceTime while they're in my apartment looking wow. after my dog. Yeah. And it was like, I just, it was, I felt so bad. It was like, I'm the worst. Like, this is not Well, good. I mean, <laughs> but all you owe someone else is honesty. It's true. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? It, mm -hmm. It's better than you dragging it out and leading them on and being dishonest. And that's just so mm -hmm. hard to do. I get yeah. that too. You just can't fake yeah. The feeling, no, you know, and I nor couldn't. should you, or nor is it fair to the other person to be misled. So, yeah, I don't think you need to feel so bad about that. <laughs> I, I was on the other end of a very similar story to that, where I was the the person on Facetime having this done to me, and it, it was, yeah, it was very painful, and I was mm -hmm. left like looking around, like examining the situation of like, okay, I'm watching their dog. I'm do like, it's great, but it's it's I just in the end. I got an honest answer mm -hmm. and the, the truth finally came out in a nice, humane way, which mm -hmm. I think helped because, mm -hmm. yeah, the delay that goes on leading up to that is very jarring for that person. And sure. it, but it, it's it's tougher to come back to a friendship after that mm -hmm. True. dance to get to the truth. But the fact that the truth came out, regardless of even if it was 
overseas or whatever like it was meant like it would to be and mm-hmm. it was yeah. it's important so I, I, I don't know. Have you spoken to this person since? I will say they were super gracious. And when I got back, we met up and sat down and actually had a proper in-person conversation. And yeah, they were they were super sweet and like mature and took the high road. So that's yeah. great. Great person. Yeah. <laughs> the way I saw it for me, I was like, great. I can have that many more. Di-. Like if they would have waited to the end of the trip to do it in person, mm-hmm. because I think that's the chivalrous or nice thing to do. Mm-hmm. That's just more weeks of my life you've kind of wasted. In a yeah, way. so that, yeah, kind of did them a service, and yeah. one of my mottos is, "You might not like what I have to say, but you can't fault me for being honest, and yeah. I will never fault someone for being fully honest with me, no matter how painful it is." Yeah, because I'm like, "Oh, you respect me enough to eventually be honest," mm-hmm. and that's a good point. Because had you waited longer and then got back, and then it might have felt like a you were taking advantage of them, having them watch your dog this whole time. Meanwhile, yeah. how long had you thought of this already? So, in a way, like you told them when you when it came to you, like when you realized it mm-hmm. rather than, so that could have caused more kind mm-hmm. of resentment to be like, well, when did Lauren know? How when, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just like, we all have, you know, opinions of ourselves and I'm like, oh, I just didn't see myself as someone who would do that. Right. I, I think on the, the reverse of that coin though, mm-hmm. you don't see yourself as someone who would go on a FaceTime, pretend everything's okay, and then hang up the call when everything's not okay yeah. without breaking up. So I think it's like, look at it from the other side of that. You would mm-hmm. like- you couldn't not be honest with this person because you cared about them. Even right. if it wasn't opportune, it was still like, I think timing is more important than setting. So What, what a good therapy session. <laughs> yeah, I hope you feel better about that now. So we asked our listeners what they do to help themselves get through a breakup. And we had a lot of responses, actually. So one person said, keeping myself busy. Road trips, crying with loud music on, swimming, nature time angry slash sad journaling Mm. sounds very healthy Mm -hmm. Uh, getting all those feelings out another caller or caller instagrammer another instagrammer said let's be honest (laughs) yeah good pals fresh haircut no contact oh i like the fresh Mm. haircut yeah (laughs) i like the fresh haircut too yeah that's like just freshening it up making doing something for you that feels good yeah uh, one person said Taylor Swift, half kidding, LOL. I mean, she's got a lot of good breakup songs, so, yeah. you know. Uh, crying. Who hasn't she broken? True. <laughs> good point. Um, crying into plates of spaghetti and emotionally painful friendships with all your exes. I love it. <laughs> weightlifting and yoga, yoga to feel hard things, weightlifting to feel strong enough to move on. Mm. Isn't that Deep. great? That kind of gave me chills, actually. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. That's really good. Uh, deleting pictures and blocking them on everything. Okay, wait. Do do y'all scrub your socials of people? Yeah, this time I did. Oh, <gasps> Nick. Yeah, and like not just just archived and been like, yeah, I don't want that be. It's not part of my identity anymore. Mm. That relationship mm. I found was a big part of my identity. I think to some other people. So I'm like, I'm going right. to make this a me page again. Yeah. Um, and I'm in, in a new relationship now, and it's more towards that. So it's 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 not like a snubbing i don't think it's just a it's a rebranding yeah it's, it's, a fresh, a it's your fresh haircut yeah, that's true um i i dated someone for long term while i was in la and i didn't remove them entirely from my socials but i kind of i toned down the more romantical ones yeah mm-hmm. yeah so like they yes they were like a beautiful part of my life and my history but mm-hmm. yeah not the a rebranding it's a rebranding yeah <laughs> so good. I, and i've never blocked I've never blocked or done anything. It's just more so what the public is seeing. Mm-hmm. And because that's the first impression a lot of people will get of you. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to make sure I was cognizant of that. Mm-hmm. What's what's your go-to? Uh, it really depends. Um, 
a person I don't I haven't had a lot up there to be mm -hmm. honest to delete so I think I'm just more hesitant to even get it on there to begin with so yeah. there's like less to kind of manage afterwards um but it really depends on how I'm doing it might be a full delete it might or not block but it might just be like you know unfollow for a bit mm. or it might just be a mute Music just to give tool. myself a like, story. I don't space. need to see it. Yeah. I think back to the previous question as well about the person whose ex is their sister's best friend. Like just mute those stories. Take yeah. the time to just be honest with yourself about what you are or aren't feeling about that person anymore and just kind of like make more time for you because yep. it seems like you're really framing yourself in the being their ex. Mm. Just focus back on being you. True. Great. Uh, we have a couple more tattoos. Obsessing over celebrity crushes, romancing with friends. That's nice. Uh, distance, which is difficult in the queer community. Mm -hmm. Time, therapy, not dating, acting like a fool, learning to love thyself, and music, simply. And the last one is absolutely nothing, time. Yeah, That's time it. is the big one. For time me is too. the big one. Yeah, so if, if anyone out there is going through a breakup, take some time. I think our listeners have some good advice and... Yeah. You won't always feel this way. There's a big wind up that happens like first date, butterflies, this, this second date, the, are we official? And it's like this big upward climb. We can't expect it to just stop. Like there has to be a slow decline on the way down yeah. the same way. I think it's the, it's the same honoring of the relationship. Yeah. So just learn about yourself, like go over the lessons that you've learned as you're doing that wind down, mm -hmm. because that's what helped me get confidence, can make me feel great about myself mm -hmm. it's just to kind of recenter back onto you because you put a lot into that other person end of the relationship put it all back in you're absolutely right it's that you have to become your center again because sometimes it's easy to lose yourself in relationships mm. too and being kind and patient yeah and if you if you find maybe that while you're in relationship maybe you let some of those friendships fall or something like that maybe next relationship you try and be more balanced yes. if you lost yourself or mm -hmm. you know things the pain the pendulum swung too far one way yeah because that's another thing too you can give up on those things or you you yeah. have less time for them you don't like you said you don't spend enough enough time with friends maybe you do less of the things you love to do and that's true it can always be a good lesson for next time to like keep that fullness of your own life and that person is a complement to it rather than like such a huge part of it that if they're gone there's a big gaping hole left mm -hmm. and get back out there yeah yeah enjoy the enjoy the singleness that comes from a breakup as well because there's a lot of beauty in singleness and you can talk to a bunch of married people or dating people and like oh i miss being single mm -hmm. like it's always a grass is greener so just be content find the positive where sorry find the positive and where you're at right now and find the fun in it um another thing that really helped me with just being honest with myself and where i was at was i read a, a quote and it was like after a breakup, the child in you just wants to love them. The teenager in you wants revenge. Mm. And the adult in you just wants peace. So That's I was great. definitely the child, the teenager, and the adult yeah. in all stages of my most recent breakup. And I'm just like, it, it's good to just be honest with where you're at with yourself, even if you don't talk about it with other people. So you can kind of be like, oh, I'm still into this phase of it. And, yeah. and it yeah, I'm going through the teen it. phase. Definitely. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. I'm in my fun. angsty yeah. phase. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm in my goth phase. Yeah. Oh. Like you, you can come back anytime. Oh You're my great god! At this. <laughs> Seriously, <Thank. laughs> all the good advice. I will say that I've been just following more self-help pages and getting more into those kinds of posts, and they're yeah. recommended to me now. And before this previous relationship, I realized that I had 
zero boundaries mm, with same. people and um, also abandonment issues that I could yeah. be like laying on the couch and I'm like looking back to my child. I'm like, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. So it's like it was such a learning experience for me. And I was like, man, I was trying too hard or I was really losing myself in a lot of these things. So I just feel so much more like I just feel so much of a better person now, yeah. like a boundary too. But yeah. like Lauren's a huge help in that, too, because we just talk about these kinds of things or just the, some of the language that Lauren has used since my breakup and helping me. I'm like, I adopted it as my own now mm -hmm. that I feel so much more graduated as a person. So it's, yeah. Yeah. And that peace part that you mentioned is so important because that's the thing. Now you're probably more attuned to things that put that peace out of alignment yes. and you're less likely to say yes to them because you have the boundaries there and you have the awareness to be like, to recognize that that's not aligned with the yeah. peace you want. Or the things I put up with back then that I'm like, how did how did me no, how did same. I put up with oh, that? Yes. But it's because you didn't you didn't learn it yet. Yeah, you you were still very much trying to people please, like I know yeah. you've spoken about before. And it's you you really do lose yourself in some of these things. So you coming back. That's why I said like just be honest with where you are and really make life about you again because yeah. that's what you didn't do in that relationship. Likely, there's this I forget what it's called, but there's this Japanese tradition of when something like let's say a piece of ceramic or whatever or glass is broken where it's put back together with like gold mm. in between it it's this idea that it's something it's become more beautiful after having been broken mm -hmm. which i think is really like really we can apply it here because it is that sense where it's like not only maybe is there potential for that whatever blossoms as a friendship potentially between you and your ex down the road, could be far down the road, but whatever. Mm -hmm. But it's also about your relationship with yourself when you put yourself back together that hopefully there is a little, there's more to it now in a healthy way moving forward. And it is a little more beautiful. Like I've, I'm weirdly, I weirdly think heartbreak is beautiful too. It oh, is. I was literally thinking about that as you were speaking yeah, too. Like, it's like, yeah. just when you take yourself out of the like, oh, I was obsessing or I was losing myself in the relationship and it, it comes back to just, does this person respect me? Do I respect them? Okay, then the breakup can just lead to a new type of relationship I have with this person that's based off that respect. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have respect for the person you were dating and you just want to get rid of them and they're like, you're done with them, like take the full step and, and move on. Yeah. So just as long as you can find the, the respect, that's the most important thing. Because if, if I'm not respected anymore, my boundaries are so high that I'm like, you're done. Like I, I, I can't not, because I feel I just give respect to people. So when I don't yes. get it back, I very much, I'm like, oh, I, like I just shrink back down to little insecure kid Nick about yeah. why don't they respect me? I respect them. And it's, it's like, just be right with yourself Yeah, and take that single time to, to recenter on it. And there's something too in that feeling of heartbreak and that sadness or that grief or whatever that only makes the good stuff feel that much more amazing when you do yep. achieve it or mm -hmm. find it because like that contrast is a beautiful thing like you that love that you'll find feels bigger and better because you've also felt that opposite mm -hmm. right dear queer this has been another episode of dear queer just a reminder we are not actually experts any advice given should actually come from our experts who we will bring in from time to time music brought to you by sean patrick brennan produced by myself lauren hogarth and your host as always elena papianis <laughs> i'm getting that